Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is uh, the, I was going to say, this is Don't Ask Me. I've just gone bonkers. This is the H&J Daily, (laughs) some of the best bits of this afternoon show. You will hear Don't Ask Me, which was quite thrilling, uh, albeit in a strange order. And (laughs) we had Striker, didn't we, with Steve Bruce, uh, kept part 33. Very good. Um, What else did we have? Uh, We were in Kaliningrad, weren't we, Andy? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, but the, probably the bit that you all enjoy the, the most, knowing you talk sport listener, is <laughs> we spoke to the woman from the. You say it, I can't. Well, look, she won the she won the Dorset <laughs> knob eating uh, competition. The Dorset knob. She explained in maybe it's a, a bit too much detail uh, what that is. It all makes sense. Um, we, we we you know we we kept on the right side we'd like to think but we'll let you be the judges anyway this is uh, this afternoon as Andy said Lloyd Griffith our old mate joined us as well. <laughs> good afternoon everyone good afternoon Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. Just to make matters even more joyful, I'm getting cut out of my headphones. That's marvelous news, isn't it? Okay, no, my actual soldier on. Have you tried no plugging problem. it in? I tried plugging it in. Try turning it on and off. <laughs> I've tried that too. Yeah, I should get a job at a call centre. Technological. <laughs> it's a and uh, yes, can I start with a quick clarifier? I uh, appeared on Max Rushton's excellent warm-up show yesterday morning, uh, playing Danny, playing Charlie Baker's football, dice football, uh, representing Chelsea against Danny Murphy's Liverpool. Good fun and everything. And right in the middle of it, my grandchildren turned up with my with my son in their annual visit and i didn't explain it was my fault i didn't make it clear Hmm. that they didn't actually come to visit me what they actually do is they drive up uh, to the courtyard where we live we're on the ground floor in a building we open the window my son leaves some food on the ledge i see the grandchildren they run about a bit we wave at them we take a few photos we really enjoy it my wife and i and then they go home but i didn't make it clear so all the listeners heard was me saying oh my grandchildren have turned up to see me and they thought that I'd sort of done a bit of a car walker and flouted the uh, the sort of rules and complained to the station so I just wanted to make it clear that I, I, I don't I'm really no. I am Mr. Lockdown I promise you he certainly is so, I, can, I, I can vouch for that so uh, yeah any misunderstanding I'm sure Andy is very apologetic but uh, I know you've been telling me about the process you've been going through to get the groceries and see the grandkids so I, I know that to be the case so uh, it is and the thing was that um, my little granddaughter she's only five and she's quite a decent little footballer and she they, she wanted to football skills down the courtyard uh, but she wouldn't come out the car mm. and uh, she started crying and i said to my son well, what's wrong she said she won't come out the car because she thinks you hate her arsenal kit <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you do. But that's, well, not, do. that's not the point, but is it? I, no, I had to shout out the window. Mia, Arsenal are a great club. They really are. They're a fantastic team. I'm sticking, the word's sticking in my throat, but I had to stop her crying. Anyway, so eventually <laughs> she came out and dribbled up and down the courtyard. It was very sweet. Wow. And I took some photos. And I even have one of my neighbours who came around. He can even vouch for me that we were in the flat. They were in the courtyard at least 10 metres apart. So there you go. That's that. Good um, stuff. We should point stuff. out now, why your granddaughter oh yeah. is an Arsenal fan because it's a split household, isn't oh it? Oh yeah, it's an, obviously <laughs> it your is. son. Your son is a Chelsea fan, like you, and a season to go like you, mm. and uh, and uh, his wife is is Arsenal through and through. So it's that difficult thing. To get older as well. Well, one side has to claim. Um, and so, how did it That's become it. Arsenal and not Chelsea? What went on? I don't know, really. We just decided that we'd, one would be Arsenal and one would be Chelsea. What they do when they grow up might be a different matter, you know. Right. But, so uh, they basically had to anyway. have a second child to make sure that one would be a Chelsea fan. <laughs> even if that's they, right, yeah. <laughs> OK, well, that's, I think that's a good enough reason as any. Yeah, I think it's fair enough, really. <laughs> and, uh, so, so there we go. Now, uh, I don't know if you remember Gio Calusi, the cricket coach that taught the supermodel, his girlfriend, Coco, to bat in 21 yeah. days. Mm. And so I had this thought today, because he puts up videos about batting. And I said, I said well, why don't you teach Coco to bowl? I think that'd be even better. Because yeah. bowling, I think, is even harder than batting. So he seemed to like the idea. So I don't know if we're going to get Coco's 21-day guide to bowling, but I'd certainly watch it. And uh, also, did you see this story about Paul Scholes? This is an amazing story. Football legend Paul Scholes, 45, key mm. point there, was asked to prove he's over 18 by a delivery man who had booze for him. <laughs> Really? He had to dig out his passport when the driver asked if he was old enough to buy a bottle of mail-order gin. I mean, for goodness sake, he's, he's basically got grey hair and he's one of the most famous people in football. So you'd imagine, you'd know that he isn't underage, but there you go. Yeah. That's what happened, so he had to some, prove it. But, some, it's uh, a bit like when you go to the States and uh, you know, they ask you for ID and you feel like saying, oh, mate, God bless you. Thank you for thinking I could be anywhere. <laughs> and they look at you saying, no, mate, listen, we are, we are legally yeah. obliged to do this. I know you're old. But, uh, <laughs> but the other thing that's been throwing me, Andy, is that the, this continued com confusion over the name Halsey, H-A-L-S-E-Y, uh, because, mm. of course, the only Halsey I really know is Mark Halsey, the former Premier League referee. But apparently that's the right. kids know her as a young American uh, pop star oh, of some yes. repute. Yeah. So when I look in the papers and it says, Halsey feels at home as she relaxes in a bikini while swigging on an iced tea. <laughs> yeah. I just see our own Mark Halsey in, in the same setup. Oh, that's the that. mental image. Is I see Mark Halsey in a bikini swigging on an iced tea. So, And that's not the greatest... God bless you, Mark, but that's not the greatest image, really, uh, to start the day with. But let's bring you today's theme... And uh, talking of boxing, um, it's the BBC. We played the ITV boxing theme last week, and uh, this one brings back some memories. The BBC 70s and 80s boxing theme music. Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. A great British tradition still managed to go ahead despite uh, the coronavirus at the weekend. It was the Dorset Knob Festival. Well, 50% of it went ahead because the throwing, of course, as an indoor event, 
could never mm. happen. But the eating did, the eating of the Dorset knob. And we are very pleased to say uh, that uh, we have the winner of the event, uh, Kate Scott. Good afternoon, Kate. Good afternoon to you. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Never in my life did I think I would appear on Talk Sport. Well, so it's <laughs> well tremendous. <laughs> it's, it's a nature. Normally, on a Monday after a big weekend of Premier League action, I'll be honest, we'd have other th- on other shows that have other things to talk about. But I'd like to think we still would have done this anyway because uh, we we love these great <laughs> British events. Now, um, it's worth probably pointing out uh, until this, beca- unless this becomes a carry-on film, what the Dorset knob is. Mm. So it's it's a thrice-baked biscuit, basically. It's like a savoury biscuit. Mm. So you're, you're meant to have a cheesy knob. So you'd have cheese and pickle and pickled onions. Um, but in terms of the competition, you just had to eat them unadulterated. You're not helping, Kate. But yes, uh, OK. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, how many did you eat uh, at, uh, at the weekend? Eight and a half. Wow. In, in what wow. sort of time? One minute. Okay. Golly, that's, that's good. That is, did you they have are a drink very with dry. Them? Yeah, that's right. They are dry, aren't they? You need something to help them down, I would think. They are unbelievably dry. Uh, fortunately, it was organised uh, by Dorset Tea. So um, I had, uh, I was sent a packet of knobs and a packet of Dorset Tea. Mm. Uh, so the, the, the thing was, lubricate with the Dorset Tea, get the knob in. That's all you had to do. Keep going. Right. It's a bit Thank like you. the hot dog eating, Andy, isn't it? Kobayashi It's a bit like the, the technique oh, yeah. you have at Coney Island where you moisten what you have to eat to sort of help it down and you're allowed to do that. Otherwise, I mean, how many... What, if, you, if you couldn't help it down with a bit of liquid, uh, what do you think you'd be up against? It would almost be impossible, wouldn't it, to eat? One, or, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they are incredibly difficult to eat dry. They're honestly, believe me, there is nothing worse than a dry knob in your mouth. No, that that is that is in guess. <laughs> you've been you've been silly now. They're made by <laughs> Moors of Morecambe Lake. They're yeah. over 150 years old. What I like, I mean, there's a whole report on yesterday's contest, and of course, in the normal tabloid style, you can't keep saying the word, you know, Morecambe Lake knob. You have to say thrice baked treats. That was one. Uh, what else do we get? Uh, traditional country biscuit, the bun shaped confection. There were two of those. Mm. You can't say that the actual biscuit twice. But there we go. Uh, and it was a fine, fine effort. I have to say, no question at all. And you, and you kept it in Dorset, didn't you? And there was quite, there was quite a few overseas competitors, but you kept, you kept it local. I understand. I did keep it, uh, keep it in Dorset, and that hmm. was. I think I was fortunate because I was, um, I was later on in the action, so I knew how many I had to beat. Right. And there was no way I was letting this trophy out of Dorset. No chance. Uh, what's the, That's what's good. the world record, Kate? Do you know? I mean, did you, did you get anywhere close to the, to the world record? Well, no, but I think I, I, was, um, I wasn't in the fortunate position of previously they've allowed people to go two knobs at a time. Right. But the health and safety thing that had come through to us was that you can only have one knob at a time. So I was stymied right from the off, wasn't I? I wasn't going to get to yeah. the 14 records. So eight and a half, I think, was pretty good one at a time. It is really. If you, if you could have both, you could do a fantastic uh, Marlon Brando Godfather impersonation, <laughs> couldn't you? <laughs> one in each cheek. That would be fantastic. Totally. Now, of course, the throwing couldn't happen, could it? Because uh, the nature of the Dorset, I mean, you can lob it quite a long way. And you, I mean, you could have done it in your garden, but it'd go over next door's garden. But it's good that 50, <laughs> 50% of the event uh, survived, isn't it, really? 
Absolutely. And uh, although, although obviously it is a funny event, it was for a serious cause. It was for World Mar Hospice. So um, obviously at the minute, a, none of their charity shops are open, all their events are cancelled. Yeah. So it was a really good way of being able to at least help them earn a little bit of money. Absolutely, that's right. I'm sure people can still go along and, and support that uh, cause now. And uh, cider is another way of washing it down, I see, apart from the, the tea or the water. So you weren't tempted? A little drop of cider to dip it in? Well, I was born in Somerset, so right. cider is my natural go-to drink. Um, mm. But um, I think my heat was late on. And I think maybe I'd have I'd have had too much cider by then, so I was probably best sticking to the Dorset tea. <laughs> OK. Well, look, congratulations uh, again, Carl. I think we'll quit while we're ahead and while we're still on air, yes. basically. But <coughs> technically, none of us have done anything wrong. Let's hope management uh, feel like that. Uh, th- well done, Kate. Thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Kate Scott there, uh, the winner of the <laughs> Dorset Knob. She was lethal. She was. She yeah. She knew where that was going. She knew going. what she was but saying. But what did she say? <laughs> yeah. What did she say? That's. I mean, really. No, um, that's the name of the biscuit. They used to they, be made from. Do you, know, do you want to know, find out a bit more about? Them? They mm, were made of from leftover yes, bread dough with added butter and sugar, mm. hand rolled and left to dry in the, in the dying heat of the oven. Um, I think. Oh, dying heat. Yeah, very dry though, wouldn't they? They would yeah. be with that sort of long cook. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we are. So there we are. Congratulations uh, to Kate on winning a great British institution there. Uh, I'm fully expecting a packet to turn up. Yeah. (laughs) You have to decide what you're going to wash them down with. You have to make your mind up. (laughs) Talking of food, though, I don't know if you saw this tweet yesterday. Somebody tweeted it and said it was the thing that made them laugh the most. It was basically a tribute to Laurie Cunningham, the late, great, brilliant Laurie Cunningham. Yeah. It was a whole load of great... Black players, I don't know, John Barnes, I think uh, Cyril Regis, uh, I can't remember, uh, Brendan Batson, all talking about how great Laurie was. And suddenly Peter Reid pops up and he says, the thing I remember about Laurie is he, he gave me a king prawn. It was the first, I'd never had a king yeah. prawn before. That's Did you it. see this clip? I have it seen it. Head, it's, it's, it? <laughs> it's been around for a long time. It, somebody it yeah. resurfaced and it, it, was the, it, it wasn't just the fact that Laurie gave it to him. It was that Laurie peeled it for him. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the, mark, the mark of the man, of course. I did love it. It's, it's a great clip. I've heard it. The mark of the yeah, man is that yeah, yeah. he can just pass you a king. He would pre-peel it first. Just in case Pete stuck it all in and choked on the shell, of course. There was there was always a danger of that. People, people have been incredibly ingenious uh, in this lockdown period. And there was a thing on Matt Lucas's show. I don't know if you saw this. It was a guy that created a, a wave with tarpaulin. The other bloke, one bloke's on a skateboard. Yeah. And he's going along and he's going quite a pace. Another bloke's running alongside him and he takes a large blue tarpaulin and he makes what is, in effect, a wave. So the bloke can, you know how surfers ride the middle of through them as the wave is breaking. Yeah. I'm probably not describing that brilliant, but it was absolutely brilliant. It was basically surfing without water, which I thought was quite, quite impressive. And uh, did you see that <laughs> yeah, David Beckham, somebody spotted him without a seatbelt this morning. I don't know if you saw that particular pa- picture mm. in the paper. Uh, the only question is, why was he wearing Harry Hill's shirt? His big <laughs> white collar. It's really odd. Well, perhaps he likes that look. I have no idea. I, uh, but, I didn't uh, notice that. No. And uh, Torville and Dean, did you see this? They're they're making a documentary Mm. about uh, a sort of... It's about global warming warming and the ice melting. I mean, I can see the sort of connection. They're ice skaters. It's about... I'm not sure, really. It's, It's a bit like David Attenborough doing, you know, Dancing on ice. Well, well he's, to do he's that. of an age, but we never know. 
Andy, you <laughs> mentioned marvelous. last week about your missus trying to fob you off with uh, some uh, decade-old oh, yeah. fish sauce, wasn't it? From, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Michael Patrick, who was on uh, Twitter, I believe he's an actor, um, but Michael um, said one of the great joys of lockdown has been his mum finally got to the bottom of her chest freezer. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's like Davy Jones' locker. It's like uh, uh, right at the bottom of it, uh, March 1995 puff pastry. 25-year-old puff pastry. Uh, his old mum turned up. So I think you've got you've got a lot of that sort of thing going on at the moment. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And That's Dave bad. Edwards, um, we spoke to the Shrewsbury uh, player, formerly mm. of Wolves and, of course, Wales. He joined us to tell us uh, about his uh, charity and uh, the fact he was going to uh, auction off or sell off, kind of raffle off, effectively, one of his old Wales 2016 shirts from the Euros. And uh, God bless you all. You, you reacted to that, and he said they had a real kind of rush of uh, late entrance. And they raised a lot of money, and one lucky person walked away with that signed Wales shirt from 2016. So, again, thanks to the TalkSport listeners Brilliant. Well for rising to the challenge. And he basically said uh, our charity... Um, like a lot of them, lives to fight another day through all your fine efforts. So thank you very much to everybody Excellent. who uh, put it put in and well done at the person that won Dave's coveted shirt. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Time to head back to Russia 2018. We raid the archive once again. It was our first day in Kaliningrad. That was quite an experience. This is uh, the start of the show that day. Andy was on the plane last night, filling in this massive <laughs> book with stuff. Now, I've got to know what's coming up. Eyes down. Eyes down. Now, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, I think uh, you, the listeners must think, you must think that we make a lot of this stuff up for comic effect, but I swear, I swear to goodness that the fixer for this trip to Kaliningrad is a man called Arson. Yeah, he uh, is called Arson. He is called Spelt Arson. the same way. Spelt the same But luckily, he didn't have a big coat that he couldn't unzip, and he didn't drive straight past us saying, I did not see it. No, he didn't. <laughs> so uh, he wore a fetching pair of salmon pink trousers. He did. Uh, I do like him. With a kind of matching salmon pink T-shirt. He really <laughs> carried it true. off, didn't he? Yeah. I, I like a man in salmon pink trousers. And he was Armenian. Me. Alan, me, as uh, Neil Warnock <laughs> was saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave tried to make conversation with him about the outgoing Armenian president, but he didn't seem too interested in that. No. He, but he had a very posh accent. He was trying to affect a very posh accent. John thought he was one of the Chipping Norton arsons, which he might it well It could have been. well have been, yeah. <laughs> but a very strange incident, a traffic accident, as we mm. pulled into the hotel car park, a boat had come off the roof of a car and hit a trolley bus. Yeah, it's that classic accident. How many times have you seen that? That's one for Alistair Stewart's <laughs> next series, yeah. you would think, wouldn't it? That classic accident between trolley bus and boat which had then yeah. landed on the on the bonnet of another car you know? <laughs> it's like ma- we always shouted mousetrap as we went past didn't we <laughs> I'm sure I heard Jamie Serkin there goes a roof of a car a boat has come off and hit a trolley yeah I think I think he did say that it doesn't really sound like that <laughs> no. his <laughs> hay fever must be bad at the moment <laughs> worse than usual now the hotel I mean not that we're one to complain we are well you are <laughs> but, but it's not like I'm not compl- all I'm saying is that this is um, FIFA have given uh, at the hotel we're staying in here in Kaliningrad their seat of approval. It's, it's an official FIFA hotel. Yeah. I think I think that might change where Gianni Infantino are made to stay in all the hotels to get the, the stamp of approval. Yeah. It's, like it's got a nautical theme. We, should, we won't name it. It's got a nautical theme. 
our uh, hotel, yeah. hasn't it? I think it's, and it's, I think they've overplayed it. <laughs> I think they've overplayed. We'll try and send you some pictures later. They're slightly <laughs> over. I mean, they've got like a ship's wheel in reception <laughs> and a sort of sextant and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and they're very, very grim breakfast as you expect. But uh, when you go into the breakfast room, it's like scenes of Venice. Yeah. Like, this is a place you'd rather be than here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they've got a slightly sort of fetid old canal around the back. <laughs> and if you notice that, maybe that's what they're aiming at. Arson was only with us for one night because he's the manager of the local door factory. He is. That's in, why. That's his job. <laughs> So it's, it, it sounds like he yeah. looks after us by night. Um, supply manager of a door factory by day. In nearby Svetly. Yeah. It's quite Svetly in here today. John Svetly. John Svetly, the local <clears throat> weatherman. Yeah. And uh, we were so hungry, Arsene recon- recommended an Armenian restaurant, obviously owned by his cousin. Yeah. But it was closed, so we went to a surprisingly good Japanese place. Yeah. Uh, and Arsene seemed unduly <coughs> interested in the royal family, which led to a lively discussion about whether Meghan Markle's old life was better than a new one. Yeah, it's always great to come to other parts of the world and have, sorry, have those conversations. Now, you said something while we um, you, oh, yeah. you made this bold claim to well, he was Arson. Not, he, Arson was asking us about like what we are and what we do. And what the show is, yeah. The show do you is, play yeah. music? We said, yeah. no, not no, really. No, not it's really. all sport. Because right. then Andy <laughs> said it just in this incredibly pompous way. He just suddenly looked at this guy and said, because I'm an expert on sports knowledge. I'm an expert on sports knowledge. <laughs> all he, sports, I said to him. Yeah, that's and right. then I started to go through all the said. sports I don't know anything about, like but archery, golf yeah, ball. Throughout the evening, you then started saying, yeah, golf ball, don't know much about that. Don't know about much Hockey. Shinty, that's not one yeah, of these strong ones. One of mine, yes. It basically comes down to football, cricket, baseball, basketball, and uh, American football. So you didn't say I'm, an, I'm an expert <laughs> on five sports, did you? You, you made a, a bit bold claim. Athletics. He, he said to us, where are you from? And Dave said, Watford, the uh, yeah. the home of Elton John and Harry Potter. <laughs> we said he's not from Watford. You thought he played for he Watford. He did. He was another one who lasted ten minutes and then went to Brescia, <laughs> like quite a lot of their players, you know. <laughs> and uh, in the hotel, we've got Russia's worst curtains. Oh, yeah. Now, this uh, Quinton Wilson, if he's looking for a new show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Quinton Wilson. Welcome to Russia's Worst Curtains. Um, yeah, now, what they've done there, mm. we should call housekeeping in. There's enough curtain, but there's a gap. It's got one of those wooden poles with the wooden rings. You know what I'm talking about. But the way they've managed to do it is put quite a lot of the curtain and the ring, the other side of the thing that sort of butt, butts onto it. Yeah. So you've got a lot of rings and a lot of curtain up one end. And the other factor is they're transparent. Yeah. Which is not great in a Tra- place where it gets light at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, transparent <laughs> curtains, which doesn't help. And then you can't close them properly, so it doesn't matter. Have you seen that? The carry-on film. Remember Elle's Bells? Yeah. Well, think of that, really. It's got that kind of feel to it, isn't it? And yet, this sub-one-star hotel yeah. has incredibly luxurious towel, uh, toweling robes. Yeah. Like the ones I once nicked from the Georges Sank. You Paris. stole them. Didn't they come well, after the, you? No, in that? the old days, you could steal them before they <clears throat> cottoned on, and now they put them on your credit card if you steal them. Oh, yeah. But in those days, I had it for years. This thing. You had it away, did you? Oh, it was luxuriant. It was. I'd get out of the bar. I hope they're listening today. <laughs> they might get, oh, yeah. might get this really oh, yeah, hefty they're, bill. They're really <laughs> listening at the Georges Sank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love yeah. the show. Oh, they do. They tune. They tune. Tune in for your kind of sideways look at the world of football oh. and all other sports, which of course you know about. Oh, clips of the week is my favourite. Yeah, that's said, right. Yeah, the conception. When's Tinsel coming on? Receptionist. I was trying to say concierge and receptionist, and I said conceptionist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's a very different job. It certainly is. I've not told anybody about this. I've yeah. done it twice now. I'm not embarrassed about it, but the fact it happened for a second time the other day, I thought I should share it with you. It's, it's maybe it's a quirk of Russia. Hmm. Maybe I've just been unlucky, but I've walked on two women. On the loo. Really? Twice, in different pubs <laughs> across, across Russia on this trip. Yeah. I've opened the door, in all innocence, because there are a lot of kind of unisex loos. They just yeah. have WCs. They're oh, not yeah. men's or women's. No, that's right. You just open the door. Uh, so is it a thing about 
women in this country not locking the door when they go to the loo. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps they knew you were The around. first time, yeah. um, effectively, this was in the pub in St. Petersburg, our regular pub over the road. Yeah. And the, the, the young lady had more or less readjusted herself and had finished what she was doing. <laughs> well, the second good one... Good news there. The second one back in, um, yeah. in Sochi, yeah. uh, she was mid-flow. Oh, dear. That wasn't her name. She's a lovely a, girl. Yeah, she was... Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's right. She'd not had a chance. And she went, ah! And then quickly leant forward. A bit like Clive Tilsley. Yeah, a bit like... Yeah. Ah! She went like that. Yeah. Leant forward and yeah. closed the door. And uh, she learnt the English phrase, well, lock the bleeding door then. <laughs> so I don't know if she's going to be using that anywhere around it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's happened twice. Well, it's very unusual. I saw of unusual. I saw something yesterday I have never, ever seen in my life. Yeah. I went to the loo in the airport in Moscow. Yeah. And I saw this fella. I took a photo of him drying himself fully... At, on a hand dryer. Yeah. He'd obviously had like a, a bath or she'd like try to... And he, he kept cursing every... He'd had, a sort of, he'd had a little wash, hadn't he, <laughs> in the sink. You know how they time out these things? Yeah. So every time it timed out, he kept cursing and then putting it back on So he was trying again. to have a full body wash <laughs> under one of these Dyson... <laughs> Terry Dyson hand dryers. Tremendous. And there was an announcement at the airport, at um, Kaliningrad Airport, using illegal taxis is dangerous for your life and health. Yeah. John said, using legal ones isn't much better. I thought he had a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he certainly did. <laughs> the driving. Just, just, just as a postscript to that, I uh, when I got back, I decided uh, I don't like TripAdvisor; it annoys me. So I thought I, I gave that hotel, I won't name them even now, a five-star review. <laughs> so I don't know if people have taken me up on it. <laughs> you wanted more people to book it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was anyway, an experience, was wasn't it? A... It was FIFA approved that mm. hotel, but we we, get, we didn't think that Gianni Infantino had spent a night in there. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made the shortlist. But anyway, it uh, was in my b- bottom three of all time that I've well, stayed in. No question. It, it gave us a fair bit of material <laughs> and does to this day. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Been checking in with friends of the show, of course, to see how lockdown is treating them. And joining us now, comedian, goalkeeper, Grimsby fan, Lloyd Griffith. Good afternoon, Lloyd. Hello, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, we're not bad. We're not bad. good, Lloyd. How, how have you been faring, Lloyd? Well, it's, it's a weird one, really. So my, 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 I was on tour. I'd been on tour with Jack White up until January. Then my tour started in February um, and then got a month down the road. And obviously this all kind of kicked off. So I made the decision to, to pull it earlier than a few others did just because I was worried, really. Mm. Um, and so since then, I've just been been indoors. Now, I, I, I bought a new I bought my first place in December um, and I kind of like felt on top of the world. You know, getting my, getting my own place and that lot, and then a global pandemic hits, and you you actually turn out to be the the, the loneliest bloke in the world um, when <laughs> oh, when you live on your own, just just doing DIY. So um, so yeah, it's it's been interesting, um, not gigging. And to be fair, for most comedians, I'm not sure if any any other comedians on, but a lot of the days we do spend at home writing stuff, kind of like going through you know bits and bobs. So it's not too dissimilar from 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 what we do. Um, I have to say, this week I've been keeping alert. Been keeping really alert this week. Of course you have. Yeah, <laughs> good. I've had, I've had, I've had five, five coffees and three Red Bulls already today. I mean, more. Plus <laughs> side, I'm getting, through, I'm getting through a lot of that toilet roll that I stockpiled in March. So, yeah, it's not good. What about football itself? Are you, are you missing it? I am a little bit, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, we're going to quite a few Grimsby Town games um, this season, and then obviously that's you know not not happening at the moment. So yeah, I mean, I'd love to be. I mean, I'd, crikey, I mean, I'd go anywhere to watch some football at the moment. Even on my, you know, you, you have to. There's a, a couple of people playing football in the park the other day, and you just have to. It looks weird, didn't it? If you like stop and watch two blokes kicking a ball from one end to the other, but <laughs> it does count as watching live football. But also, I have I've, I've absolutely. I've got a YouTube channel where mm. I basically every week dress up in Ilfin tight uh, tops and do rubbish impressions of football fans um, reacting to the results. So obviously, since obviously football's gone, that stopped. So I've had to adapt. Um, and obviously, at the same time, as I say, I'm doing a lot of DIY in the house. Um, my washing machine broke down the other day. So I did a YouTube tutorial on how to repair the door handle on the Hotpoint Aquarius uh, washing machine. Um, and I did it in my shirts. And I've actually had more money doing that than I have done from my normal, my normal um, football view uh, show. So everything That's else. Good. What, was it, what was the issue for those interested in uh, <clears throat> the workings of, a, of an Aquarius washing machine? Well, anyone that as an Aquarius washing machine might want to know this in advance the um, the little plastic thing on the handle mm-hmm. um, breaks really flimsy little component and um, what you can do is you can just buy um, a replacement handle from Amazon um, and you can fix it yourself I recommend going on my YouTube channel Lloyd Griffith Comedian and to have a look at how to do that <laughs> but it's, it's literally a little tiny bit of plastic that comes off that basically stops the handle handle working so um, that's been keeping me busy to a, to a point really that would be a nice sideline, though, is it, when you're touring, uh, when the tour comes back, when you get to a yeah. city, let people know you're coming, 
and do washing machine repairs, maybe during the day <laughs> before you go in in the evening. I don't want to give too much. So, yeah, I, I do a podcast at the moment. This, I also do a podcast at the moment with Robbie Knox. So, Robbie yeah. Knox, um, obviously of, of Soccer M fame back in the day, used to be um, the the Tramp and Statman. He now mm. does the Football Legends podcast, yeah. uh, which you hear all the ads on, on TalkSport. Um, so, we, we, we're doing that. Called, it's called Coop Talk. We do it every single day. It's just us talking about what we've done. It's so rubbish, but weirdly, quite a few people are listening. So, if you fancy that, it's Coop Talk <laughs> with Logan. Well, he did an interview yesterday <laughs> with Stuart Pearce. I don't want to give too much away, but apparently, um, when where, where, where was Stuart at before um, before Nottingham Forest? Was it Co- Cov? Was it Coventry? Wasn't Coventry? It? Coventry. Coventry. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, whilst he was at Coventry, he was still an electrician. <laughs> yeah. And um, so there's a yes. and he used to advertise in the program. Um, <laughs> so that's it's pretty much the same kind of thing, really. So I might, um, I might kind of just tell people look if you've got a hot point you know Aquarius washing machine I can do that also I defrosted my freezer last week wow. um, a, a Zanussi a double chester um, which is what I've been calling the best um, <laughs> so yeah I, I, but I didn't do a video of that so that's that's how boring a comedian's life is at the moment <laughs> I uh, funny I was thinking about you last week because I was reading about uh, former Grimsby star Omar Bogle I think yeah, one of your favourite players if I remember yeah yeah and, and uh, he's he's not happy because he was on loan at the Dutch side Den Haag his Cardiff Cardiff rather contract is up for grabs or up at the end of the season mm. says he's been underappreciated undervalued and misjudged so would you have him back at Grimsby and is, is there a chance of him? In a heartbeat, in an absolute heartbeat. Like he became, we, we signed him from Solihull Moors, and we took a bit of a gamble. I think we spent fifty grand on him. He scored quite a few goals in the league uh, below us, and then he came to us. And he, between him and Porrick Hammond, the two strikers that we had that season, it was the season that we got out of the um, the, the conference. They were both absolutely amazing. And Omar scored, I think, two goals in three minutes at the conference um, playoff final against Forest Green. And then we sold him to who did we sell him to? Wigan, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of he's done a few teams since then. But I mean, we'd obviously have him straight away. A re- really good footballer. Um, and nicer weather than Holland, isn't it? In Grimsby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Further now, south. You've, you've, you've bought a bike, haven't you, to keep fit in lockdown? Is that right? I did, yeah. I bought a bike to keep fit. And also, um, <clears throat> me, I, I was doing a lot of running. Because obviously, hmm. they're saying this virus can take you, you know, it's, it's pretty bad if you're a tubby bloke. So I'm thinking, well, do I want to lose weight? Well, they're saying, like, if you're a beast, then, you, you know, it's a bit, a bit of a problem. And I'm going, well, I, you know, I, it'd be great to not, you know, I, I, you know, have issues with it. But at the same time, if I do lose weight, I lose about 60 minutes of joke. So it's a it's a careful balance. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, um, I was running. Brilliant. My knees, I was having to do a, my own clap um, every week for, for my knees because, I mean, they've they've taken a lot of um, bashing um, since, since running. But, yeah, the bike is, the bike has really helped. But now... Um, uh, it's it's reared up other problems, you know. When, when you've um, started biking and you're not biking Saddle for a while, is it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Chafing yeah, a lot of suit, a lot of chafing, a lot of chafing. <laughs> really? So um, it, yeah, it's um, I'm walking like John Wayne for a number of reasons at the moment. Knees, <laughs> bumps, I mean, absolutely. How, how do you feel, Lloyd, about football returning? Because there's a lot of talk about leagues one and two potentially not coming back um, because they lose so much money playing behind closed doors. I mean, we were talking to, uh, to uh, Dave Edwards of Shrewsbury about this last week. They're in the kind of hinterland, your team, Grimsby. They're not going up, they're not going down. Um, yeah. So how do you feel about it? What would you like to see happen? 
I mean, obviously, I'd love to see football come back as soon as possible, but I just health comes before absolutely anything. So, I mean, if even if we don't, you know, start playing football before 2021, I mean, I, I, you've just got to put health before everything. And there, you, you can't be testing footballers before you're testing frontline um, members of staff, NHS, carers, you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, whilst everyone does love football and there is obviously talk about Project Restart and the Premier League coming back, you know, you just have to put health health, health first and foremost. And you've got to look at, you know, the, the practicalities of some, somewhere like Blundell Park or League One or League Two uh, stadiums and stadia. They're so cramped. There's not, there's, there's no space, you know, in, in those like changing rooms, you know, the tunnels and stuff. So if you're trying to kind of have practices where you're keeping safe distancing, it's, it's near and impossible. It's fine mm. in the Premier League stadiums. There's a lot of space there. But just look at like the, the Grimsby Town away um, dressing room. It's absolutely tiny. I think for psychological reasons, but like when you're trying to protect people, um, you know, it, it does, it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one. But I mean, I'd love for it to come back, but I think we just we do have to wait. We do have to wait. Um, but, but that's a little fat man from Grimsby. That's talk- I'm not a medical, uh, you know, official there. So the tour, Lloyd, where is? Will you just pick that up? Have you got? Are you going to organise new dates and pick up the tour? Um, hopefully yeah, once so- we're through the other side of this. Yeah, I've just um, it basically it kicks back off again in October, November, and then runs through to next year. The show is actually about me wanting to sing the national anthem um, at at the Euros. So uh, as well oh. as a comedian, I'm also a, a, a choir boy as well. I've mm. talked about this quite a lot on the show. And so obviously the show was about me wanting to sing at the Euros. Obviously the Euros got put back, so is my tour. So the tour still kind of like makes sense. Oh, good. Um, and if anything, I'll have more material out of it. And hopefully um, I, I might even be able to get booked at one of the games at the Euros next year. So yeah, we'll be picking it up. Dates if you want to come and see, lloydgriffith.com obviously. Um, we're looking at restarting October, November, like a lot of other tours and musicians. So, yeah, just writing material at the moment, just spending all day at home um, in my pants writing jokes. But, I mean, how, how how you two kept a straight face when that lady was talking about oh. eight and a half dry knots? Yes. Well, we could, we could have... There was... The, the temptation was to go to go with her, but if we'd gone with her, we would uh, probably they'd be playing solemn yeah, music yeah. at this point. No, it would yeah. take, I mean, we just had to just... She was, she, I think she was very much in control of the situation. And we were just, uh, yeah. But anyway, I think we might have just got away with it. We'll probably find out before. (laughs) We'll we'll find out later. (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is uh, Steve Bruce's Murder Mystery Striker, one of three uh, books written by Steve Bruce in the late 90s. They are sensational page turners. We've reached uh, episode 33. It was brought to life by our old mate. (laughs) Ian Danter, of course, uh, Britain's foremost Steve Bruce impersonator, because Steve, getting Steve might have been a bit rich for our blood, but uh, he certainly has brought it to life. It involves Steve Barnes, the manager of Lettersford Town. And we're going to rejoin it now, and the biggest shock so far has been that uh, Steve has been arrested for the murder of his star striker, Pat Duffy. And, of course, now Steve Barnes is considering his next move. The only constant image was the sight of Pat Duffy, dead, knifed. It was at that moment, I think, that I first realised I'd have to sort this thing out myself. I had this deep inner conviction that I was the one who had to find the person or persons who had murdered Pat Duffy. The swine who turned my whole world, my hopes, my ambitions upside down. The problem was, where to begin? 
Did that take Eddie Carberry on one side and threaten him with a beating unless he confessed? Well, that was sort of nonsense. In a decent society, people can't behave like that. In any case, I was not convinced, did not even consider it a possibility that Eddie was the killer. It didn't seem to be his style. Yet he had the motive, which was to get me sacked, accused, convicted, and he, on the back of a run of results, moving into my managerial chair, which he certainly coveted. There was also the added motive that he knew for sure he would soon lose his position as my assistant. I'd made no secret of the team I wanted round me, friends and colleagues with the same modern views as me about coaching tactics and strategy. I went out to the pitch. That was where I'd always been happiest, on the park. A skipper of Mulcaster, all those years I learned responsibilities. In my playing years, I'd been observing too. I only served under two managers, but one of them was a giant who will always be remembered whenever people talk and play football. But I'm not gonna mention him, because he's too obvious, right? That he chose me as his captain and set me on the road to success beyond my wildest dreams will be, for me, always a matter of deep gratitude. That doesn't mean I've modelled my managerial style on him any more than I would on Clough or Venables or Redknapp. So I'm happy to mention them. You learn something from everybody you meet. I stared intensely at this pitch, this field of dreams. God, you can see why this goes for a thousand quid on Amazon, can't you? <laughs> there we are. It does. Huge money it yeah. goes for. Striker. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's like a first edition he... of Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> um, He's obviously referring to uh, Sir Eric Farkerson. Yeah, Sir Eric. The, 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 great great manager. the great Scottish manager, Sir Eric Farkerson. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, that semi-autobiographical angle to it that keeps creeping in, playing under one of the great it's managers, but I won't name him, Molecaster. I mean, we've, yeah. seen, we've seen his star striker murdered. If I was Joel Linton, I'd be looking over my shoulder. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, just, some of this life reflecting art stuff is all a bit worrying. If we, if we get to book three, I'm, I'll probably be about ninety by that point. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, just let we you know, got the Dan, other two. We haven't got them, have we? Oh, we haven't. No, I've only got the one, uh, and that was, oh, I think okay. it was our good friend Martin Kellner who gave it to me. It's very kind of him. I've judged, I devoured it in about two hours. But uh, I'm, I'm sure. Look, we'll see if we start. If we need book two, we'll start a route around. Oh, we're going to need book two. Don't worry see about that. We can, see what we can come up with. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it out. Yeah. Here we go then. Five questions on last week's show. Can Andy get five out of five? He rarely does. He did it once, even that was a bit moody. Uh, number five and then on Friday, should Sockley I Sockley did it once. Sockley, Sockley did it, it once. once. He, he was class act. Whatever happened to Sockley? We'll bring him, let's yeah. bring him back. Um, so, um, we spoke to Patrick Kidd on Friday as we commemorated VE Day. A game of cricket took place at Lord's how many days after VE Day? Oh, he did tell us. quite key to the story. You alerted me to the story, of course, Andy. So I, think you did. I know. I mean, I know. I know but I'd be guessing because I don't know exactly. You did say Wasn't how many the next days day? was, it, was it seven or eight? I'll go eight. It was 11 days, 11 days oh, after it was okay. Yeah, well, he's playing for pride, that. but keep going. Golden years with Moose, his programme My wife quiz. gets so upset when I go out on the first quiz. She's, probably, I've heard, she's just smashed on the inside. She's not happy. <laughs> the old teacups are going. Go on. 
Golden years were <laughs> yeah. moose. Uh, one of the programmes he gave us in the quiz was a game between England and which other nation? <laughs> Kevin Keegan was one of the Argentina. managers. Argentina. Argentina. Bielsa was the manager. Well done, that's right. Yeah. Um, we spoke to uh, an actor about his new podcast called My Time Capsule. Michael Watt. Fenton Stevens. Oh, well done. You're flying now. Okay. Tim <laughs> Key joined <laughs> us as well. Tim Key has put some of his poems on what item? Playing cards. Playing cards. Oh, it's that, that first one that did to for you. And um, uh, we spoke last week to a football agent in Australia who wanted to put on um, oh, yeah. the uh, the Premier League in which Australia? In Perth. In Perth. Perth. So really, in the end, it was Was it those... Gary Williams? Oh, yeah. Was oh, it Gary Williams? You're remembering stuff that <laughs> oh, I don't need sake. you to remember. All I wanted you to remember was <laughs> 11 days after VE Day. That was the one that oh, did for God. you. See, in the end, it was quite dramatic, <laughs> just in the wrong order when it didn't matter. I would argue you, you played don't without realize. pressure. You played without pressure. I'm going to get it tonight. Oh, I'll yeah. get, get a backhand. It'll be a table tennis that go right at me. I know I will. <laughs> oh, yeah, more news on the uh, the Andy and Sue ping pong uh, situation tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we but tried a new format. Yeah. We've we okay. got to go. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Uh, Mark Wood, uh, England fast bowler, among our guest, Tim Vine. Have a great evening. Look after yourselves. Uh, and it's time now. Four drive with Goffey and Adrian. Cheers, lads. Enjoyed that. It's always the case that when he gets the first one wrong, he gets the next four right because the pressure's on. Exactly. When the pressure's that's, on, that's he top, cannot handle that's, it. That's top level sport, Adrian. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon. I can't help thinking she was doing some of that on purpose. Don't you think, Andy? Oh, you, you don't say. This is innuendo. <laughs> she was incredible. She was. But, but never mind. Uh, we, anyway, we, we, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, uh, we're back tomorrow. England fast bowler Mark Wood joins us. Our old mate Tim Vine, uh, comedian Andy Smart, has got his f- top five racing movies. There we are. You must oh, okay. be out more out there than you think. So uh, until then, keep safe uh, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.